Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence on Roots Base Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today is a pure eye on player development sort of podcast. If you're looking for something, anything else, you're not going to get it because this is purely on player development. Occasionally, something happens. Something happens. And because that something happens, something else happens. Chain reactions. We're all familiar with the chain reaction. You uh, you decide you have to do something in another room. You head to the other room and you bang your toe on the couch. Or something like that. You're starting to do something and something else happens. Something spins into the way, you react to it, and something happens. Sometimes the things that happen are good. Sometimes the things that happen are bad. Hopefully nothing is critical, though sometimes it ends up being so. When one thing happens, sometimes there's pin action. and Yeah, pin action. That's a Kramer term. Uh, my dad used to like to watch the financial networks, and Jim Cramer was, is a rather loudmouthed uh, financial advisor who had a whole bunch of, bu- he had so many buzz phrases, he made um, Hawk Harrelson look middle of the road as far as being, um, oh, using the King's English. But pin action was one of the things that uh, Jim Cramer would talk about. When this happens over here, it causes this thing to happen over here. And something else happens over here. So when whenever there are changes, you should look for the pin action. Because if there's pin action, something that is undervalued might get more valued. Something along those lines. Pin action is... I call this one pin action. Why not? Um, late in July, late in July, I don't know if you know this or not, late in July, the Cubs made a couple of trades. The Cubs made a couple of trades in late July, and the idea was add prospects to the pipeline. Trade veterans, trade veterans who were having their contracts lapse, trade veterans who were not going to be kept around. Cubs traded Craig Kimbrell for pieces that should be useful long into the future. And sometimes what will happen when you make those sorts of trades, you bring in players and you don't necessarily know where you're going to put the incoming player. Because you don't know who you're going to get until you get them. And then if you get the you get one specific player, you bring him in, then you bring in somebody else. It's like, okay, now we have to uh, you have to figure out where you're gonna put everybody. Not only put everybody that you acquired, but also assess that based on um, the talent that you currently had. So one of the trades the Cubs made was trading Chris Bryant to the Giants. 
Chris Bryant was traded to the Giants, and in return, the Cubs received a double-A pitcher in Caleb Killian. He was in double-A with the Giants. The Cubs sent him to double-A. And I don't know that anybody got bumped up to triple-A because Killian was put in double-A. Um... Perhaps Luis Lugo, you could make the argument he was moved up to AAA. But it, it, with um, Caleb Killian, it was basically, this guy belongs in AA, let's put him in AA. He belongs in AA, let's see how he do, does in AA. Okay, cool, we got another guy in AA now. On the other hand, Alexander Canario was playing in low A in the Giants organization. When the Cubs got Alexander Canario, he's already on the 40-man roster. They say, you know what? Let's move him up to advanced A-ball. Let's move Alexander Canario up to advanced A-ball. With the thought, I don't know if he's really ready for it. But let's move him up there. Let's put him in advanced A-ball. Because why the heck not? After all, the, the Cubs already had five outfielders on low on the low A team. They certainly didn't need any more clutter there. They decided, let's just send Canario up to advanced A ball. See how he does there. As a matter of uh, history, he started off fantastically well at advanced A ball. He struggled since, but he did fantastically well. At advanced A ball. And one other thing that it made possible, since Canario was going to play every day, right field, center field, wherever field, uh, it made room for Nelson Velazquez to get promoted to double A. Nelson Velazquez to double A is your pin action moment of the season. Canario gave the Cubs the easy chance to move Nelson Velazquez to double-A and confuse the heck out of us all because Nelson Maldonado was already in double-A. So now Tennessee had the full Nelsons, both of them. And Nelson Velazquez has hit better than Canario at double-A. Nelson Velazquez does not have a whole lot of defensive value. He doesn't. I'm trying to remember if I've ever heard that was a great catch by Nelson Maldonado or that was a great uh, Nelson Velazquez. That was a great throw by Nelson Velasquez. That was a great catch by Nelson Velasquez. I don't know that I've heard that. But I don't know that it really matters. I don't know how much that really matters. With Velasquez, with Velasquez, the Cubs are going to have, are you familiar with the term a bobble? B-A-U-B-L-E. It's uh, basically the um, 
bottom acceptable point, at least that's how I'm using it. Somebody else might, no, no, damn, you're using it wrong. Um, The lowest acceptable point of use. The lowest, uh, for instance, let's say, uh, yeah, bicycle tire. What, What should be the tire pressure? Whatever that tire pressure is, once it gets below the certain bobble, you should refill the tire. Pump up the pump up the tire. Um, Nelson Velazquez is a very interesting case. He's hitting the heck out of the ball at Double A. You, you've heard what I've said a number of times about Double A. It's not my original thought. If you play well at Double A, you can probably play well at least somewhat at the major league level. If you're good at double A, you can probably play in major leagues eventually. Unless there's some sort of a downturn. Nelson Velasquez is hitting the heck out of the ball at double A. Send him up to triple A. You know what I think is going to happen? I think he's going to hit the heck out of the ball in triple A. Now they're not going to send him up to triple A this year. There's no point in doing that. But Nelson Velasquez is... Rule 5 eligible this offseason. If the Cubs leave Nelson Velazquez unprotected for the Rule 5 draft, do you think there would be some team that says, hmm, let's see, all 30 teams now have the designated hitter likely once the CBA gets gets, uh, agreed upon and signed? So since everybody's got the, since everyone is going to have the designated hitter, if you have a guy that's hitting the heck out of the ball in double A, has a little bit of athleticism to go with, somebody take him. Somebody would take him. In fact, let, let's spin it the other way. Let's say Nelson Velazquez is in the Giants organization or the Phillies organization or the Red Sox organization. There's a dude that got called up to double A right toward the end of the year and absolutely flipping mashed at the double A level late in the season. Again, whichever team it is, that doesn't matter. It can even be the Padres. After all, the Cubs love the uh, prospects from the Padres. Whichever team. Would you at least not be interested in contemplating, hmm, perhaps in a season that's probably going to have the designated hitter for all 30 teams, perhaps the Cubs should look into acquiring this player for cash only that they can stick at the major league level and use the right-handed hitting DH and mash the heck out of people at the major league level. Why, why would the Cubs not be interested in that? Especially since he can run a bit. You know, he, he, he's not... Um, he's not horribly slow. You know, he, he, he can move. He can run. He can steal some bases. So if... If Nelson Velazquez is worthy of a 40-man roster spot, I'm not 100% there yet. I'm not 100% there yet. Probably 87% there. I'm not 100% sure. I still want to see the season play out. 
much like with Ian Happ. I want to see the season play out. Is he worth tendering a contract next year? I don't know. I don't have to know right now. I don't have to know, and the Cubs executives don't have to know until the season is over. Once the season is over, then you make those decisions. Nelson Velazquez is probably 83 87%, somewhere around. He's probably going to get a 40-man roster spot. He's probably going to get a 40-man roster spot. And if he does, that will actually be really useful for the Cubs. That will be very useful for the Cubs because then they can say, Nelson Velazquez is the offensive standard. Nelson Velazquez is the offensive standard as far as a 40-man roster spot. If Nelson Velazquez is that bauble, is that 40-man roster spot for the offensive player, you ask the question. If Nelson Velazquez is in, Is Frank Schwindel better or worse long-term than Nelson Velasquez? Is Rafael Ortega better or worse long-term than Nelson Velasquez? You go straight down the list. Every single guy on the roster. Is this guy better or worse long-term than Nelson Velasquez? Now, you'll want to do the same thing on the pitching side. You'll want to do the same thing on the pitching side, possibly with a starter, possibly with a reliever. And the Cubs have a whole bunch of pitchers that they are giving uh, look-sees to. Um, perhaps uh, Adrian Sampson will do down, well down the stretch, and he will be that pitching bobble. Or... Uh, I'm hearing enough about Michael Rucker that he might be that pitching bobble. It'd be nice to have Velazquez and someone as that pitching, as that hitting bobble and that pitching bobble. Then you go down the entire roster. The entire roster is this guy better or worse long term? on a 40-man roster spot than that guy. Now, it could be. It could be that using Nelson Velazquez as the bauble will completely wreck everything and end up having the Cubs at a 42-43-44 man roster spot. Uh, 42-43-44 guys on the 40-man roster over the offseason. You can't do that. That's too much. In which case, you have to reassess the pitching and the hitting bobble because you would prefer for the Cubs walking into the offseason to probably be at, oh, I don't know, what, 34, 35 guys on a 40-man roster, give or take, 34, 35. That'll leave you some room to um, have players in the offseason etc., etc., etc. But really, it's helpful to have that guy. That guy who, this guy deserves a 40-man roster spot. This guy has earned a 40-man roster spot. He will be around effectively forever. 
After all, you know, three or four years in baseball is like forever, right? If the Cubs decide Velazquez is worth a 40-man roster spot, if you decide, and heck, sometimes what you think is more important than what, than what the Cubs think. You know, from, from, your, from your mindset, from your thinking process, it is more important. If you think the bauble is Nelson Velazquez, as opposed to, I don't know, Andy Weber or whoever, depending upon you consider the bauble to be. The bauble helps to determine for you as a mental tool. I'm sorry, my phone made a noise there. I had to pause and I, I, I could no longer think. Whoever your baubles are, you should have one pitching bauble and one hitting bauble. And from that, you should be able to go through the list. Does this guy deserve a 40-man roster spot? Has this guy earned a 40-man roster spot? Should this guy be on the 40-man roster over the offseason? And if you pick the correct bauble, baubles, probably you should have the Cubs at about 33, 34 players on the off-season 40-man roster. Having the right bauble, having the right reference point, lets you properly assess who should be on the 40-man roster over the off-season. I'm 83% of the way, 83, 87, somewhere around there, to saying Nelson Velasquez ought to be on the 40-man roster. I don't know what I need to see. I don't know what I need to hear still. But he's heck, hitting the heck out of the ball in double A. It's not a case of um, Velasquez has been hidden in the lineup. And, you know, he's like hitting eighth or something and just... Out of happenstance circumstances. No, it's it's been a case of uh, Carlos Sepulveda leads off. Nelson Maldonado hits second. Brennan Davis hits third, and Nelson Velazquez hits fourth. That and then uh, Christopher Morel, Chase Strumpf after. So he's been hitting in front of Chase Strumpf, and <laughs> since Nelson Velazquez has shown up. Chase Strumpf has hit really well. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure what I need to know to put me over the top. But as you look to an offseason, whether you're familiar with Nelson Velasquez or not, you should probably have that one guy that you're based. This guy deserves a 40-man roster spot. This guy has earned a 40-man roster spot. But just barely, just barely. Had he not done quite so much, he probably would get let go because there's a whole lot of players. There's a whole lot of players who are very fringe, very borderline. Ian Happ among them. Ian Happ arguments are actually kind of fun right now because I can listen to both sides and agree entirely, completely with both sides on people who are saying, Ian Happ deserves a 40-man roster spot, and Ian Happ does not deserve a 40-man roster spot. I can hear an argument on that, and I can agree with both sides entirely. 
Velazquez probably is going to deserve a 40-man roster spot. And from there, you can go down all of the players on the 40-man rosters right now. Potentially on the 40-man roster. Alfonso Rivas. Ethan Roberts. Players who aren't on the 40-man roster yet, but would have to get added this offseason. Perhaps there are some players who are on the 40-man roster. They've been on the 40-man roster for a while. That You know, it's been nice, it's been fun, it's been real. But all things considered, with things that are coming up on into the future, it's probably not essential for this player to be on the 40-man roster. But to do that, you have to have a starting point. To do that, you need a spot. And as I go out the window... It's another reminder that when there are players who probably do deserve 40-man roster spots, they've probably done enough to earn one, but they don't have to be added yet. For instance, Ben Leeper, he's been fantastic this year. He's been fantastic this year. And the argument could be made that he would be better than some of the pitchers in Wrigley right now. But he doesn't have to be added to the 40-man roster. And since he doesn't have to be added to the 40-man roster, why make things more difficult than they have to be? Figure out the bobble. Who's the guy that is going to belong on the 40-man roster? But just barely. And from there, use that as your checkoff. Because this guy is on the list, this other guy does not belong. Because this guy's on the list, this guy does belong. Use logic, use reason, use reasons. This is the reason this guy should make the 40-man roster. This is the reason this guy should not make the 40-man roster. And here's a reason that I do not accept. For a player making the 40-man roster. Because I like him. Here's, here's a reason that a player doesn't... Uh, here, here's a bad reason for a player to not be included on the 40-man roster. Because they don't like him. Our liking or not liking a player has very little to do with anything. His likability has very little to do with anything saying... A player's likability ought to get him onto the 40-man roster or ought to get him into the lineup or anything along those lines is absurd. Walk away from the because I like him. Use reasons. This player is a good hitter. He is solid defensively, etc., etc. You know, use things that possibly maybe even can be backed up by numbers. Numbers are what Nelson Velazquez has put up this year, especially in AA. Normally when players are elevated to, promoted to AA, AA kicks their butt the first time around. AA kicked Javier Baez's butt the first time around. Nelson Velazquez has been better. Nelson Velazquez has been better than AA his first time around. 
unless there's something really striking that happens the next couple, three weeks. Nelson Velazquez should have a 40-man roster spot. Nelson Velazquez possibly should be on the Arizona Fall League team just to get more at-bats for him, just to prove once and for all, yeah, I kind of earned a 40-man roster spot. If he's added to the forty, uh, the Mesa Solar Sox and he continues to hit out there, there's no question that Nelson Velazquez ought to be on the 40-man roster. One of the next things will be to decide who should be on the Solar Sox. But as of right now, figuring out the bobble. Figure out the bobble, who's the guy. And Nelson Velazquez looks like a prime candidate. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe, be nice to others, and enjoy your day off from minor league baseball, unless, of course, you decide you want to listen to the AAA West because they play on Mondays.